like that. I'm breaking some poetry rule there. Mm-hmm. Haiku is specific because of its rules. Fine. This is a Dave coup. If that that's way worse. That's awful. I hate that. <laughs> Rhyme or free, it doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Good day, and welcome to My Bad Poetry, a podcast where we take a deep dive into my dabbling with poetry between 2004 and 2008, when I was in high school. Each week we hear a selection read aloud for what may be the first time, and we'll examine it for its historical, philosophical, and literary qualities, always asking, why in the world did I write this? I am dragging my dear friend Dave with me on this journey into my old private journal. Dave, which podcast would you rather be on than this? Ooh, that's a really tough question, uh, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, but it's also a super easy question, because I'd rather be on no podcast oh i see yeah i truly am dragging you through this aren't i a little bit a little bit yeah yeah i still love you buddy but yikes (laughs) (laughs) every time i just worry that i truly am breaking this friendship with this (laughs) (laughs) i bring with me today from your wolf journal. From my wolf journal. My trusty wolf journal. Look at those eyes. It just stares into your soul. Dear listeners, the wolf is staring into my soul and saying, how could you allow him to write such terrible poetry in me? <laughs> so I bring with me in my wolf journal uh, a poem from December 1st, 2005. This poem follows directly on the heels of poem one and two of 11.30.05. This is um, the next day. Is this one better? Oh, no. (laughs) No. Okay, we'll get into it. Okay, so the poem is titled, Regret. What have I done wrong? What words have offended you? Will I ever get a second chance? I live in torture of my mistakes. Okay. Those were words. Yeah. So first first impressions, I'm going to go first here. This just makes me sad on a literal level. There are very few qualities that makes this sound like a poem. There's no rhythm that I could really find no rhyme. It's it's very um, just disappointing. I hate to be the bearer of bad news for you, but uh, all of the poetry so far has read like this. <laughs> you can't you can't pick this one out specifically for not having rhythm or rhyme. Oh, but I do. I I don't know what it is about this one. This just gives me nothing i'm other ones i could sense like like even the one previously with the sun and moon and stars i was trying at something um okay the the mono stitch i was at least trying to do a play on words or or create an image it failed miserably this one i ask three questions 
And then I I live in torture of this mistake of a poem. Yeah. Ouch. What were your first impressions? My first impression is that this is a common thing for people to experience. I say that all of the time. I'm getting sick of saying it, Aaron. Have an original thought. I'm kidding. Or you were in high school. Like, that's literally how brains work in high school. (laughs) I'm just wondering about what the specific regret was, especially considering the question, the first two questions are, you don't know what you did wrong. You don't know what you said wrong. So can you regret something you don't know? That's true. I, I seem to reference mistakes as if I had them. And yet my first two questions seem to imply that I have no clue what they were. Right. I think this clues us in as to um, the awareness of a teenage boy when it comes to (laughs) relationships. Lack of awareness of a teenage boy. I understand. Yes. Yes, I think this is a clear example of just not getting it. Um, <laughs> let's let's be fair to teenage boys. A lot of men don't get it, right? So this is bringing to mind the song "Jesse's Girl." Let's take that back again. Okay, I'm thinking of that seminal classic, <laughs> that song that I know everything about. I'm making this joke because hopefully Aaron has cut the fact that I couldn't remember who the song was by. <laughs> Uh, Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. <laughs> there's there's some lines in there about like uh, what he thinks love is. And it's, uh, what is it? I've been funny. I've been cool with the lines. Ain't that the way that love's supposed to be? Mm. Like a, a lot of the song is about his perception of what love should be and what it should look like. And his perception is looking cool, having funny lines. And he just, he, he doesn't even understand that like a relationship has to take place. So it's that a lack of awareness where I'm pretty sure he wrote this song in his twenties and it's literally about him still not understanding how human interactions work. Yeah. And as someone who is an introvert, who is very awkward in public situations, I can relate. This is why we are friends. (laughs) (laughs) To give a little bit of context here, um, the oblivious nature of of a teenage boy, uh, myself being this boy, if we remember, this is coming off the heels of two poems about um, the love of my life. It's the same girl. Sorry, this has to be done previously on My Bad Poetry. Sun and moon and stars combined do not shine as bright as my love. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, with that line in mind, um, Mm -hmm. regret seems to show that uh, this is clearly a a previous relationship Mm -hmm. that I am trying to rekindle the flames of. And um, I, at this point, would have probably considered it being friend-zoned. Sure. And that we were still very much talking to one another, um, hanging out in the same friend group. And I think that's a confusing place to be in, especially for uh, teenagers, that that place of being amicable 
and friendly and even close friends with someone who with someone who you are attracted to sure um, it's it's a tricky dynamic right oh and so i think this poem is coming from a place where i think i have done something wrong and to be fair i probably i mean we know the previous poems i probably came off a little too <laughs> uh, maybe a little too um aggressive maybe a little too uh piney or mm. whiny i don't know but um i could have enjoyed the friendship as it was right and instead i read it from a very pessimistic we we could be so much more mm-hmm. and what have i done to prevent that <laughs> well and that's i really like that perspective especially the use of the term friend zone just because of how ubiquitous that word became over time and how damaging it is Mm -hmm. uh, to our understanding of relationship. And by relationship, I mean like friendship or whatever, because that is such an easy thing for a lot of people to slip into. Like, I have feelings for you, but you don't like me. And so it's your fault. It's I'm being placed in the friend zone. I'm being uh, pushed out of what I deserve it gets back to that what I want is what I need. That same issue of uh, entitlement. Yes. Yes. Maybe that's the word. No, that's the perfect word. Actually, I want to do a shout out. Um, if if you have found this podcast, I hope you have um, been aware of FD Signifier mm. um, and his, his YouTube channel with brilliant video essays. And um, he has a video where he talks about a grieved entitlement. Ooh. I know. I can't remember if he was citing someone else's use of the phrase or if he was coining it himself. But sure. it's this idea that a grieved entitlement in which it's like, like you were saying, it's something that I felt that I needed or I wanted at the time. And because it wasn't working out my way, Specifically, I feel yeah. I feel aggrieved. I feel wronged, and and the regret and torture that comes yeah. from that is entirely superficial. In that it's it's something that I have invented in my own mind as as what have I done wrong? Clearly, I deserve this relationship, and you are mm. not seeing that. You are not seeing the correct way. Um, right. Well, and that that pushed me into the second line. What words have offended you? When you read that, I instantly wrote down, I'm sorry you were offended. Ooh, oh, like that. Yeah, that kind of frustration of what words have offended you rather than what did I say that offended you or what what did I do? It's, oh, you were offended by my choice of words. That's on you. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think that's a pretty good deflection. Yes, if you could have just understand the deeper meaning and gotten past mm-hmm. my my clumsy use of words, you clearly would have seen the emotion behind it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it, it's it's placing the agency on the other person. Um, right. I am in the right. You are offended. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I regret this poem. <laughs> That's a little tough, and it flows into the next line too. Will I ever get a second chance? I mean, that that concept of I need to be given a second chance rather than. I need to just improve myself. Right. Yeah. The um, Folks, we don't often deserve first chances in life. 
That is a gift unto itself. Yeah. Never assume second chances are on the table. Right. And we need to do a, a we need to understand that people can make changes to themselves. I'm not saying that we need to fundamentally change ourselves, but we need to examine who we are and what we're doing so that we can do better if a second chance arises and we can seek out opportunities for other chances. Although it does it does get into a little bit of you need balance because it could lead to stockery behavior. Oh, is in like you're pursuing a second chance? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I think that's a that's yeah, there's there's a healthy balance of realizing when no is no. When, yeah, exactly. Yeah, when someone draws a line and says, No, I will not pursue you romantically. You take them at their word and you move on. Yes, we have chemical reactions in our brain, which makes us uh, desire someone or, I mean, blame the lizard brain, whatever you want to do. But (laughs) realize that as humans, we have we have the gift of, um, I don't know, reason. Uh, Yeah, we there's a there's an ability to to say, yeah, well, this isn't going to work. I don't know. I feel I, I I say that, but I also feel for people who are uh, who yearn for romantic relationships or who who long for a partner in life, and yet by some misfortune have been unable to achieve that and mm-hmm. resign themselves to kind of um, a life alone. Sure. No, I I think that makes a good point. I mean. <laughs> As we've talked about before, both you and I struggle with social anxiety and difficulties in making new friends and that kind of stuff. And when it comes to romantic relationships, that is a thousand times more difficult to navigate than just a workplace acquaintance or having lunch with someone. Mm -hmm. Like when you're trying to find someone that you can share your life with, that's a much more complicated thing than any of those types of relationships and it can be extremely painful like there i know people in my life who are in their 60s and 70s who never found a partner even though they were hoping to find one and i i don't understand the pain that that would cause like i i don't understand that i think if if i might we've been doing this podcast in hindsight with nostalgic lenses, sure. both laughing at and sympathizing with a 15-year-old past self. Mm-hmm. We can do that around some of these emotions because of the places that we have found ourselves in. Yes. In that yes. We, we have loving families and just amazing partners in life. Right. Um, and so I think just to be aware of that 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 these emotions can be very raw and real for some people right now in this moment yes and some of these issues around love and love lost will not necessarily find the the results that someone wants it's again that that privilege of where we currently are and that definitely colors our understanding of the this uh, oh, 
that definitely colors our understanding of this past. Oh, oh, you said p, and I almost thought you were going to say poem. Oh, no, no, of course. <laughs> I thought you were going to acknowledge this as a poem, and I would have mm. just, just ended it there. <laughs> <laughs> Job done, podcast closed. <laughs> Dave kind of recognized this as a poem, if not accidentally. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Dave, you've had some time to think this one over. Good or garbage? So yesterday, I was out in my garage, and my son was playing with his tricycle, and he was having just so much fun. And my wife told me that I should get rid of his old tricycle, uh, tricycle because, you know, we, uh, we found it on the side of the road and <laughs> it belonged on the side of the road. But we brought it home because we thought he might enjoy it. And he did for a little bit. But then one of the wheels fell off and then one of the handlebars fell off. And it's just been sitting in my garage for a while. And I, I keep thinking that I should have thrown it away on one of those weeks when we didn't have much in our trash can. And that's my regret. So this is like a tricycle that's been taking up space in my garage that I should just throw away. But for some reason, I haven't yet. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Now, now you're applying this to the poem, which, which seems to imply that I should not have this journal. Dear listeners, I think he's catching on. Oh, man. <laughs> I want to double back after we stop on the endangerment of your child there. <laughs> Giving him that rusty tricycle with nails sticking out. My gosh, Dave. Nails sticking out. It was a little rusty, but I cleaned it up before we gave it to him. <laughs> well... We're going to end, yeah, we're going to end this time with the words of a true poet so that you do not regret listening to this. Uh, these words, no? Oh, I, I liked that one. <laughs> I I'm, I'm keeping it, Dave. Truly, we'll send you off on a good note with um, the words, a selection from Edna St. Vincent Millay, who I've just gotten into. She has some great breakup poetry, by the way. I've never um, heard of her before. Yeah, yeah. Um, Edna St. Vincent Millay. This is a selection from the poem Ebb. I know what my heart is like since your love died. It is like a hollow ledge holding a little pool left there by the tide. This has been my bad poetry. Go and write some of your own bad poetry. When are we going to get an actual poem? Um, by your definition, never. <laughs> never. I did tell you, I have over 50 in here, right? Oh, okay. Rhyme free doesn't matter. It's my bad poetry.